Israel and Palestine, the never-ending conflict. How can this conflict end? Will it ever end? These are the questions I'm going to answer in this podcast episode of Asido Magazine. My name is Emre Schentenberg. Welcome back and let's go. Most recently, there are heightened tensions between Israel and Palestine again. This is not the first time and it is definitely not going to be the last time. Every once in a while we have kind of a heightened uh, tension and also violent activity between those two parts in the Middle East. Obviously, this draws a lot of media attention depending on what kind of media source you, you consume and uh, where you want to look at. But in general, yeah, it receives media coverage and it is always a hot and emotional topic for a lot of people, even though if you're kind of far away, um, it is an emotional topic because this conflict has been going on for so long that everyone basically knows about it and everyone has kind of an opinion yeah, and a stance towards it because it has this uh, history of yeah, almost uh, 80 years now yeah, or maybe a little bit more. So the questions are in this regard, yeah, how can this, how can this uh, whole conflict end? You know, how can we bring it to an end? What is going to happen next? And so on and so forth. But we, before we come to this, um, I want to make sure that you understand how I approach these kind of political topics, right? In a lot of news articles and uh, yeah also on uh, other yeah medial uh media sources such as other podcasts or um yeah youtubers as i said journalists and and uh, newspapers and stuff they overly repeat uh what is going on yeah in in israel or palestine and and the different uh regions there they go into detail, you know, this happened and then this happened. And basically, society reacts with, especially on social media, with uh, campaigns, you know, sharing what is what is going on there. <coughs> For example, um, this is very prominent whenever something um, violent happens in Palestine. Uh, people, uh, yeah kind of uh, change their profile pictures on Facebook and Instagram, for example. This is very prominent. Uh, you've probably seen people doing it. They share videos of those violent acts and so on and so forth. Protests um, erupting everywhere in the world. And the reason why I'm not kind of going into detail with these kind of things is because they are not substantial to understanding the problem and they are not substantial to forming an answer to this problem and this is how political science works because these kind of things in a very interesting way paradoxically by sharing those videos by changing your profile picture yeah the civil society kind of gets the feeling of control and being um, influential in this whole debate which they are not it is always argued that it helps to build the dialogue and, and raise awareness for the Palestinian cause, but nobody's going there and, and, and fight um, or supporting uh, Palestine 
in any meaningful way in this constellation. And because, because that is so, such behavior is more detrimental because people are basically sharing stuff on social media, sharing news articles, um, they're covering this whole story um, in, in depth and length, but it's not going to change anything. And this is something that those people who produce the news and those who consume it don't know. And once they are doing it, they're basically saying, okay, well, I dealt with this matter. Um, I've done what I can from, from uh, far away, and that's about it. Therefore, my approach is a whole different one. I want to kind of on the technocratic level, want to find solutions that are, yeah, actually realizable, but not solutions for just one side, because that is very, um, how can I say, this is very biased, because I'm talking about how people react to um, the things that are going on in Palestine from simple from the perspective of sympathizers of uh, Palestinians but there's also the Israeli side so we also have to see it from both perspectives there's also a political sign or a, a political scientists view on what Israel needs to do in order to end the conflict but there's also um, the same technocratic view for the Palestinians. So we need to look at both sides. And once you are detached from all this emotionally, you can go in and basically understand what is going on there and shape your own responses according to your own means in a more meaningful way. And that is what is important when we have uh, political dis uh, discussions. So <clears throat> very rarely you will see me talk about, um, yeah, about the specifics in um, yeah in whatever context we are talking about, this might be a political event or more general dynamic, um, such as a long-term development of a conflict like like it is here, and I'm not going to um, yeah summarize the specifics of what is happening there on the micro level. The macro level is much more interesting here, so. In order to shape responses to these kind of developments that have been going on um, over the years, and I've shared um, a very interesting, um, yeah, two-piece article. You know, it's like um, a very long article that I wrote two years ago almost. Um, it is understanding the Arab-Israeli conflict in 2021, meaning that I split this long article into two uh, parts. So uh, I'm going to put the links down below so you can also read it and um, there I'm going through yeah, many different stages of political analysis you know how does this problem re relate to ourselves what are our biases and so on and so forth so what is the most important thing here because I'm going to skip the whole part of the historical context and what is happening right now in uh, in Palestine as we all basically have been part of this problem for so long. Now, we need to actually view what is at the core of the conflict. And the core of the conflict is, a is basically a territorial claim of two people uh, of the same territory. And this is obviously not going to work. This constellation happens quite often. You know, we have this problem not only in, um, in in Palestine, but also, for example, in Azerbaijan, where uh, 
Armenia claims to have a right over certain regions um, there and, and uh, Azerbaijan is basically um, saying the same over, the, over those regions and making the same claim. For example, we can talk about uh, the ongoing conflict in, in Ukraine with the Russians claiming that East Ukraine, yeah, mostly uh, populated by Russians, or maybe um, if we want to think back uh, to 2014, the Crimea crisis, right? In both cases, uh, Russia claims to have a, a saying um, over those territories because of the ethnic composition. The list goes on and um, goes on and on. We can think about India, um, Pakistan. Um, there have been tensions, uh, territorial um, tensions, for quite some time. But at the core, we have the question of a territory, and this is one of the most dangerous and most complex yeah, types of conflict that we actually can have in political science. And therefore, because it is one of the most dangerous constellations in yeah, political science terms, um, we have to think about what are the potential, uh, what are the potential scenarios that this can go. Um, in my book, actually, the international relations perspective yeah, of, of state formation and how um, diplomacy and international state relations are structured. I have an eight-step model, basically, or evolution model of states. And the conflict that we have right here is basically situated at uh, two, um, yeah, stage one and two. Meaning that each and every society has a certain, yeah, has a certain um, territory that it, it originated in and basically wants to structure yeah, their societal life in that on the basis of a state model. So because we have, we are talking about two distinct uh, time periods, the Palestinians and the Israelis have, have actually a valid claim on this territory. First of all, the Israelis, because their whole belief system is based on this territory. Their whole identity is structured around the existence of this territory. The Palestinians uh, who moved in um, afterwards, they are basically originated in this territory organically, uh, have a valid claim because, as the term already says, or as I described it, they originated in this territory. What else can we say? They have no other place to go because this is the only place, uh, place they know and the only place that makes sense for them to live in. But this does not mean that the other claim is of higher value than the others, uh, than the other, because in the end we have two valid claims that stand against each other, and this is kind of a checkmate situation for both sides. The biggest problem in this constellation is that Israel is not going to, and I, I just have to underline this, and I cannot stress this enough, Israel is not going to back off. Israel is not going to seek a solution that includes the, the peaceful coexistence of two states or of two societies on this territory. Israel is going to fully regain the whole of Palestine. And the reason, like 
is not not in the sense that they are going to do it like as a prediction but this is what they want and they are not going to um, make any compromises in this case the reason for that is that israel actually the existence of the belief system of um, yeah, the, the, the Jewish belief system basically is based on the existence of Israel. And because it is enshrined in their cultural constitution, the Torah, not realizing it would make them in their belief system bad Jews because they need to regain this territory in order to fulfill the purpose of this book. And because it is so meaningful and it is so normatively loaded, their agenda, their mission, their vision, there is no room for compromise. There is no room. And we need to acknowledge that because this is a very, very important structural element within this whole analysis. Because if you have one side who cannot normatively back off and go for a two-state solution, the only possible way that Palestine has is yeah, the destruction of Israel. Because the only viable option that Israel has is the destruction of Palestine. Currently, if they wanted to, they could have done this because of the military um, superiority of the Palestinians. Israel could have done this a yeah, long time ago. But they are going for the long, uh, long game. You know, they don't want to draw too much um, attention and and uh, yeah, kind of negativity and um, the how can I say it? Yeah, the anger of the international state community on them. They're going for the for the long game. You know, they're going to do this uh, centimeter by centimeter. They're going to push the Palestinians out of this territory. And in the end, establish the unified Israel. And this is the. This is not what I'm saying. This is what their belief is saying in the book. This this territory called Israel is going to be theirs, and once they they've achieved their their goal, they're going to defend it. And at some point in 200, 300 years, this is just going to be another page in the history books. Um, or in the Jewish um, story that they're going to tell there yeah, later on and so on and so forth. And this is a given. You cannot discuss any, any kind of, you can discuss a ceasefire, you can discuss um, maybe even reparations yeah, at, at max, but you cannot discuss any kind of state two-state solution. It's not going to happen and it's not going to last. That is very important. Knowing that, as a Palestinian, the only option you have is mobilizing all your force that you have in order to defend what you claim is yours, as they claim is theirs. So what Palestinians need to do and need to acknowledge is that diplomacy is not going to work in this case. Regardless of how we as outsiders would want that, it is delusional to think that we can have a diplomatic solution in the Arab-Israeli conflict. This is not going to happen. So Palestine needs to mobilize. They can have. They can um, u- uh, utilize uh, diplomatic relations to other countries and mobilize forces there as well. They can mobilize medial forces, obviously, but 
in the one-on-one -on -one constellation or in one-on-one -on -one, uh, relationship between Israel and, and, um, and Palestine, the Palestinians, they need, and I basically believe that they understood it, but they cannot talk with Israel about any kind of compromise. It's not going to happen. So what they need to do is go full force on, on Israel. Israel is playing the long game, but I don't think that because the uh, yeah existent the existent um, territories have been reduced by so much, and the Palestinian military and the people have been weakened so much that I don't think that from now on the long game playing the long game against Israel is going to be very effective. It should be part of the strategy, but not the main strategy, because right now, if they want to survive, and this is truly a matter of survival, it is, yeah, a battle uh, for survival, they need to really um, push it to the, to the limit and, and go over the edge and go against Israel, because otherwise they're not going to survive. And this is not something that I say because... Um, there's um, yeah because of some some kind of war uh, favoring uh, views or something like that but co the structural composition of those two countries or societies does not allow for anything else israel is not going to change its view it cannot the vision and the whole book um, and the story um, in and around the book has been there for thousands of years. The people have been around for thousands of years. They are very close to a very important goal to theirs. And on the other side, if you know that, it is naive to think that you can achieve any sort of compromise and have a valid uh, claim on on this territory while another group is so persistent on yeah living their, their culture and their beliefs yeah, to the fullest. And they are utilizing violence as well. So in this constellation, we need to be very realistic. I do think, and obviously, no matter how this kind of conflict um, is going to end, I do think it is going to end at some point. Um, I'm not quite, I'm not going to make an assessment on, on how long this might take. As I said, Israel is going to yeah, be more long-term in, in, um, in the approach towards Palestine. But I do think it's going to end at some point uh, and in the situation that Israel is going to establish or reach uh, its goal of the unified Israel. Obviously, as of right now, if we just compare the military um, uh, capacities, the medial and, and public diplomacy uh, capacities. However, I do think um, there is some chance for Palestinians what they can potentially utilize is disrupting the inner peace of Israel through other means than violence. You know, as we have seen right now in Israel, there are mass protests and the unification process that Israel actually aims and um, the Jewish community tries to, tries to achieve is under danger right now. And you've seen that during the protests, a very strong liberal um, yeah I, w I wouldn't say majority but community 
has emerged in, in Israel. And I think the rifts between the left and right in Israel can be a potential point where Palestinians, through various diplomatic and um, manip uh, manipulative uh, ways, can also widen the rift and um, attack Israel. But nonetheless, uh, the primary source of, of their resistance need to be, uh, needs to be um, in the military realm. So this is why Palestine actually needs more weapons and military personnel from abroad. These might be the, the Palestinians that are living abroad and so on and so forth. So there needs to be a coordinated action which needs structure, which needs organization. This is the only way out for them. Yeah, um, so, but I, but I do think that Israel, um, nonetheless, because these uh, protests, they have been um, around quite recently. And until quite recently, uh, Israel was basically uh, very homogeneous in their so societal um, constellation. Yeah, it remains to be seen how, how this turns out. But um, as I said, we have a very difficult structural situation. And um, we need to be, yeah, regardless of, uh, or depending, not regardless, but rather depending on how you view the, um, the whole conflict, we need to be aware of this structural, yeah, this structurally interesting constellation and how we can basically shape our responses to that. So what I think is very important for the state community is that they also acknowledge that and, and stop just intervening with all this diplomacy um, thingies because in the end for Israel any kind of ceasefire and diplomatic um, resolution is just going to be temporary, it's never going to be lasting. And by doing that you just kind of create a temporary peace and afterwards you know Israel resumes um, the operations against uh, Palestine at this point you know the whole situation is less emotional so they have like um, kind of more um, of the leeway to uh, to go in at the next offensive and and push um, for more territorial gains and so on and so forth for all those who are not uh, trained political um, yeah um, professionals if you want to make an impact on this whole situation and are very concerned for one or the other side, what is important is that you provide the side that you support with material um, support. In the case of, of Palestine, it is very obvious, you know, donations and so on and so forth. You know, you can donate to the, um, to the military forces and so on. But you can also kind of help them if you are already active on social media, you know, um, go into the uh, yeah, go into the direction that I just said with the rift that might open up in the Israeli society and kind of fire that up, right? On the other side, if you support the Israeli cause material uh, i don't think that material uh, support is, is, is very necessary there but in the end what you can do immaterially would be kind of to support the unity yeah of of um, the jewish community so that the rift does not widen 
because in the end the military superiority is um, is going to be enough in the long run for Israel to kind of reach its goal but the only problem that it is going to be um, facing also um, yeah, in the next couple of months or maybe years is the domestic uh, societal landscape now that might need work so you kind of defend that and um, bring the people back together that have been together actually for, for most of the time on a more personal note um, and I know that this is important especially in, in these kind of um, situations and uh, on these kind of topics I'm aware that talking about these topics touches upon some very sensitive issues. Talking about the unification and uh, homogeneous constellation of, of um, Jews in Israel is something that is not talked about often and not very well, yeah, I don't know, um, it's not, not something that, that people uh, like to, to hear often and um, discuss. On the other hand, talking about the potential loss of the Palestinian society, I mean, obviously they're not going to uh, be um, yeah, exterminated, um, but they it, it will be a huge diaspora, is also very sensitive. Talking about these things in a very detached and technical way is something that might disturb people and it is not to say that I'm, I don't have any uh, yeah, emotionality um, attached to these kind of things personally. Obviously any kind of conflict and any kind of suffering of people is, is bad and uh, I totally acknowledge that. Uh, but what I want to achieve is, or what I think is important, is that we keep in mind that the only way out of any kind of conflict is a calm mind and a technical approach. And since I'm neither Palestinian nor Israeli, in all fairness, I want to provide both sides with potential solutions and a realistic outlook. Meaning that these kind of topics, no matter how controversial they are, <clears throat> I'm always willing to pick up and discuss and uh, I'm going to do this in the future as well because I just think it's important that we can or that we need to understand that we can achieve more with technical knowledge than just emotionally pointing fingers which is in the end what uh, yeah contemporary news do. I hope that I'm in this case wrong with my analysis and that there is a peaceful resolution to this conflict as to many other territorial conflicts but I'm afraid there is not. Time will tell and I'm definitely going to pick this topic up yeah, at, uh, in another episode and until then I hope um, that you enjoyed this one and this talk so take care. Thank you very much for listening. Have a good one.